Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called, For Such a Time as This, Grace and Peace. Grace and Peace. There is something about this pairing that shoots straight to my heart. It rings out hope to me. Peace is a familiar concept to us, but grace, maybe not so much. Ah, grace, how to define it. How to grasp its beauty and power. How to apprehend it for our lives. The drippings of grace. Longing for a scent of a flower we have not found. The echo of a tune we have not heard. News from a country we have never yet visited. C.S. Lewis. Instead of ending this briefing with a few questions, I should like to start with them. First, how would you define grace? What's your experience with grace? Do you flow in grace? Giving and receiving it freely? Have you known and accepted God's grace? Has the infinite grace of God changed you? Hmm. Can't really know love without grace, for love believes all things, bears all things, and gives the benefit of the doubt. Aye, that is grace. My beloved apostle Paul knew grace. His entire life had been turned upside down by the grace of God. He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. What many don't realize is, is that this was a new phrase Paul coined, and it appears in the salutation of all 13 of his letters. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior give you grace and peace. Grace, or grace to you, sounded like the standard Greek greeting, but was infused with theological meaning. On the other hand, peace was a Jewish blessing that sounds weightier in the Hebrew. Shalom. Interesting. Many of Paul's congregations were torn by factional strife. But he didn't say grace to you, Gentiles, and shalom to you, Jews. Grace is not just for Greeks, and peace is not just for Jews. God's desire was for the whole community to receive his grace and experience his shalom. Not merely the absence of conflict, but the fullness of well-being, harmony, wholeness, and life. So Paul said, Grace and peace to you. Paul addressed Gentile and Jewish believers together as members of one body. He wrote in continuity with their cultural and ethnic backgrounds, yet pointed to a new countercultural reality. He combined a Greek greeting and a Hebrew greeting to create a distinctively Christian greeting. Oh, I love that. And so he wrote, of course, in all 13 letters, grace and peace to you. It almost seems like all of the Beatitudes fits under the heading of grace. What is grace? From Paul's viewpoint, he said, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. 
Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. Aye, that is grace dancing. God reaching down for imperfect man, costly though it was to him. God's very language is the language of grace, and he is in the business of extending to us his favor, even though we do not deserve it. God isn't concerned with fairness in the way we are. Actually, grace is strange because there's absolutely nothing fair about it. God said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion, from Isaiah chapter 55. God doesn't wait for me to come to him. He runs to me with arms outstretched. And in his arms, I remember how to dance again. Actually, some of us, we learn how to dance for the first time. Now that is amazing grace. I will ask you again, have you experienced that grace? And now, friend, will you consider extending that grace to others in the form of patience, listening, sensitivity, thinking of where the other person's at or coming from, forgiveness, and extending yourself? Well, how about it, grace giver? If you'd like to read this or print it out, pass it on, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Powerful Bible Teaching, Morning Briefings, and again, the title of this one is, For Such a Time as This, Grace and Peace.